beautiful people and welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast with your host Melissa. So before we even get into the ghost stories and everything that we'll be talking about today on the podcast, I just have to say I don't know what's going on with our lovely planet and Mother Earth, but for the first time ever in August in Florida, I have falling yellow, orange, and red leaves. This never happens. Ever. Ever. August normally feels like the middle of June. It's normally hot as can be. It's horrible. It's humid. We might get a little bit of rain, but like, honestly, apart from that, it's literally summer. And we get that through basically right up to October. So, I don't know what's happening right now, but like it's windy outside. We've got air. We've got falling leaves. Like Florida is finally getting on a fall schedule and I have no idea what is going on, but I am both amazed and slightly terrified. I'm not going to lie, a little terrified because it's it's weird. It's different. Uh I know our pollen season moved to I want to say like May or June which is worse than having it in like March because at least if you have it in March, then April like washes it all away. But if you have it in June, you just have to hope it rains. <laughs> That's it. You just, you just hope. But yes, you know, um, what we'd like to do here is also introduce the Florida forecast with Melissa. Uh, no, that's, that's a complete lie. I just, I'm, I'm sitting here like recording and looking out my window and there's leaves and stuff. And I'm so excited. It just, I'm so excited. But what I want to talk to you guys about is we have a, we have a huge announcement to make. We have a merchandise store. We have a merchandise store with the new logo. Uh, there are a ton of different things. There are USB drives. There's phone cases. There's ornaments. There is, there's a lot of stuff. I spent a lot of time on it and I was like, Give me everything. <laughs> Give me everything. If it looks like it will slightly be like useful or people will like it and the logo looks good on it, give it to me. There is, okay, this is the most important thing about the store. Guys, guys, I need you to listen like really closely here for a second. There are brownies. There's brownies. There's sugar cookies. There's cake pops. There's, if you're someone who likes those little mints that come in a compact I don't know what you call it, canister? A compact, yeah, let's let's call it that. A compact canister. If you're one of those people, you can have that too. If you like planners, you can have that too. You like tumblers, you can have that too. You like giant mugs, small mugs, latte mugs, espresso mugs, you can have all that. But the link will also be in the description of the episode and the show notes and also on the website, which the, the link is actually already on the website. So if you're interested, Take a look and see if you like anything. We are going to get into a huge amount of stories today. I think I picked like four or five. We've got a story about a goblin looking thing. We've got a story about a shadow man. We've got a story about this creepy ass thing that locks someone inside of a room. We've got a story about um, 
something appearing in a window and scratching at a door to come in. We've got a lot of creepy ass shit. So yeah, uh, I hope you have your snacks and your tea. We are going to listen to the promo and then we will get into the episode. So I'll see you guys in a couple of seconds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, did you know that in the original Bloody Mary ritual, you had to walk backwards up a flight of stairs? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the purpose was to catch a glimpse of your future husband's face. Really? I wish I could find my future husband that easily. Honestly, all I really want to do now is drink a Bloody Mary. Well, how about we go make some Bloody Marys while you tell me more fun facts about Bloody Mary? Join us every week at Booze and Spirits, where we make our favorite drinks and tell each other our favorite paranormal stories. Find us under Booze and Spirits on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Podbean. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Booze and Spirits. All right, and we're back. So the first story is by Apricot Whisper, and it starts with, I moved back home two weeks ago after I graduated. While things have been tense due to my relationship with my mother, I noticed about a week ago that there's something in the house that at first made me very uncomfortable and now it terrifies me. I have always had a vague feeling in this house that something is following or watching me. When I was a teenager, I had an experience where I got up to use the restroom in the middle of the night. When I started walking back to my bedroom, something ran at me and screamed, get out, just before I managed to slam my door. Right now, it feels like there's at least two different entities, and I have heard and seen both of them. One feels less threatening. It usually looks like a goblin made of smoke. It mostly just creeps around and waves at me from behind walls. It feels more mischievous than anything else. The other one makes me feel very threatened. It takes two forms. One is a black cube, and the other a bit hard to explain. The easiest way I can describe it is a half werewolf, half human thing with a heavy, huge black cloak. It has the head of a werewolf. It looks more like the dog thing from Annihilation, if you guys know what that means. I have no idea what that is, but apparently it looks like the dog thing from Annihilation. I'm not sure about the rest of its body, but one arm and one leg are definitely human. It's very tall. Most of the time it just stands there and watches me, but I feel like it wants to hurt me. I have very vivid dreams to the point where I have a dream world that I go to every night and know like the back of my hand. If I was any good at drawing, then I could draw it no problem. There are parts of the dream world that I like and parts that I'm not a fan of, i.e. feels like the bad end of town. Last night when I was asleep, I had a full-on nightmare in the dream world. No matter where I went, the threatening entity followed me and had the smoke goblin with it, taunting me. I felt like I was going insane. Every time I saw someone I knew and asked them to help me, they turned out to be the entity. I kept waking up in the night then falling asleep without being able to control it. It felt like I was being drowned. I'm so shaken this morning, I don't want to leave my room. I went to get a glass of water about an hour ago and literally ran through the house. I don't even want to drink the water because I feel like something's wrong with it and I don't know what. I'm sorry this got so long, but does anyone know what this could be and what I could do to get rid of it? I'm so scared, I need to get rid of this as quickly as possible. So, the goblin thing, like, we've talked about the fact that I saw a goblin before. The half werewolf, half human thing. It actually reminds me of what I saw when I told you guys that story. I can't even remember what episode it was on, but I told you guys a story about this girl I knew who she she summoned something. And about two weeks prior to, she had a ghost and she asked me if I could help her, you know, help it pass on. So I did a long distance cleansing. 
And then she told me about this thing. And, and I had told her, you know, you need to stop like screwing around with the stuff because you're the one who's bringing the stuff to you. So she summoned a thing, told me it was a ghost that was like wreaking havoc on her life. And I went to go begin the link for the long distance cleansing, which is how I long distance cleanse. And it followed me back home when I came back to my physical form. And it was able to do that because it was a demon. Um, she had summoned a demon. She had offered it quite a couple of horrible things. Basically, she just didn't live up to her end of the bargain. And so when she did that, it was like, all right, well, this is what happens when you summon something that you can't figure out how to deal with. And so then it just wrecked her life, basically. And it looked a lot like what she's talking about. And the way that I can describe it is basically like what she was saying. It looked like a giant beast. Honestly, it kind of almost reminds me of like, I don't remember who like the prince is in Beauty and the Beast, but you know, like when he's in the beast form, the big head with the cloak, it looks a lot like that, uh, but not like pretty or kind or like handsome. No, it, it looks like it's going to rip you apart. And it's definitely like partially human, but partially like a beast. And so I feel really bad for her that she has this going on. Now, all the stories that I've gotten are from Reddit. So people have responded. I responded to her a couple weeks ago. So hopefully something someone said helped. It also sounds like perhaps, especially the first paragraph, that perhaps these entities are like tormenting her mother too. And that's why things have been even worse like since she got home. Because at first it was just her mom. And now it has something new to play with. I also find it very interesting that she's seen both of them. She's heard them. It really does sound like they're, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say the word targeting her because I don't know how much it's affected her mother too. And if it's really just like, oh, look, like I've got a new thing to like mess with now. But it does actually sort of sound like it knows that, that she can see it and interact with it. And the dream world thing, I have a dream world that I used to go. When I would have my nightmares, I would go there. It's almost like different avenues in my mind or something where in different instances I go or different places I go. And I actually have a dream world now that I go to quite often. That's very lovely. But being tormented in your dreams is really, really horrible. I know when I was having all my nightmares and I was fighting entities and stuff in my dreams, it made me feel like I never got any rest. And physically, I was fighting. I was punching the air. I'd be kicking just like I was doing in my dreams. In my personal opinion, I think entities do that when they basically can't do it to you in real life. Um, they don't have enough strength yet, or they just don't want to screw with you yet. They want to get you as tired as they possibly can. So then they can feed off of you more and then really like hit you hard. So I hope that the cleansings and things that people have told this person to try that they have done them or have called in a priest or something like that to try and help because it doesn't sound like they're just dealing with a ghost none of it sounds like a ghost none of it sounds like something that's just playing but is really a ghost it, it sounds like something that is very negative and very capable of causing some serious harm so the next story is actually like a two-parter this is by Lidsey. So this one is titled, I Thought It Was Santa. When I was really, really young, I lived in my grandparents' home with my mom. She was still fairly young herself, and my grandma would help babysit me while my mom worked. My grandma had quite a history with the paranormal. I would even consider her a medium of some sort. 
My mom and I were in our room that we shared, and it was around Christmas time. We left the TV on, which was always a comfort to my mom. She's had her own experiences, and the noise would help calm her down. I remember waking up from my sleep and looking at the TV and seeing that Mr. Pac-Man was on. However, I kept hearing creaking and noticed our door was open. I thought nothing of it and walked into the hallway, where the creaking was much louder. I stopped, facing our living room, and saw a shadow man pacing back and forth in the living room in front of our tree. I wasn't threatened by it in the slightest and sat down on the floor to watch. I in my heart thought I was witnessing Santa Claus and just fell into a trance state as this thing paced. It then stopped and faded away, and my mom came over and asked what I was doing, and I said I saw Santa. My mom was tired and annoyed that I was out of bed, so she really paid no mind to what I had said and took me back to bed. Now, years later, I retold her the story, and she was very shocked and relayed all her experiences to me. Some very terrifying experiences, which I believe since I myself have witnessed the type of things she described, and it has even given me a phobia of the dark. If I had to say, I believe the activity got worse with my grandmother's passing, because she no longer was there to bless the home. From this experience, I often wonder if it was a dream, but every time I think of it, I become super uncomfortable, and it becomes hard to justify. I'm going to pause here before I read the second story. This story actually really sort of hits home for me a little, especially because I've talked about how the activity in our house really kicked up when my grandmother passed because she was doing the blessings and we didn't do them anymore. My grandmother definitely had some sort of abilities herself, so I know that she she knew the house needed to get blessed. She knew that I had my own abilities and things like that. So having that and then not having that person around anymore, it's already hard to lose someone who you're so close to, but then to lose them and also sort of lose the protection that they're giving you from like the paranormal is really hard. So I really hate that this person had to go through this, especially with being so terrified and having a phobia of the dark. These experiences really change you and they, you know, depending on what they were, how they were, and what happened, they can really change you. So I'm really sorry that you had an experience that that happened to you with. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is the Shadow Man, I find it really interesting that you use the word trance, that you just kind of watch them pacing back and forth. And I almost wonder if, if it just wanted you to know it was there, especially if it didn't come back and do anything else. But before I can really say that, there is a second experience that Lidsey gave me. So let's read that, because we don't really know if the Shadow Man was good or bad. Especially since the title of the second experience is, It locked me in the room and tried to attack me. As stated via my last post, my grandmother had unfortunately passed away and was no longer around to bless the home. My mom and I moved out prior to my grandmother's passing for various reasons, and my uncle, who was still in his teens, took over the room. We had to move back in during the time my grandmother was sick to help out and just stayed afterwards for a year or so, but in the room across from my uncle. My uncle and I had a relationship similar to a brother and sister, so he would constantly pick on me and pull pranks on me, and I did the same to him. He would specifically ask me to not go into his room and mess with his things, which I took as a challenge, like any child would. My grandmother had passed at this point, and he started experiencing a lot of things in the room himself. His dog would stay in the room with him, although it took tons of coaxing for her to enter his room. And even then, she would bark all night. I was still too young for anyone to really be explaining any of this to me. However, I now see why my uncle was more irritable and anxious during this time. 
On this particular day, he asked me to not be in his room, and I was feeling extremely ballsy, and entered it anyways. I ran to the very end of the room and started playing with his Pokemon collection. When he found me, he got mad, and was basically like, fine, if you like being there so much, then stay, and then turned off the light and shut the door really quick. I got nervous because the room was huge to me, and it was pitch black with the smallest bit of light coming from the crack under the door. I ran as fast as I could to open the door, but it wouldn't open. I assumed my uncle was holding it shut, so I began to plead with him to open it. He laughed and told me no. I began to cry, and that's when I heard footsteps. I turned my back to the door to face the dark room and kept hearing something running around me. I was so scared in that moment because I couldn't see in front of me but knew something was terribly wrong. I then heard it run up the wall. Oh my god, that gave me chills. Jesus. Alright, this this thing. that This is very clearly not the Shadow Man from from the previous experience. This is something very different. I could then see an outline of a person-looking thing on the corner of the wall, and it turned to face me. The spot it chose was done so that I could see it, and it was just a white face with the blackest eyes and mouth I've ever seen. Fuck that shit. It smiled at me and then jumped down. No. Fuck that shit. No. <sighs> My fight or flight kicked in at that moment, as I could hear it running towards me. I could hear it breathing heavy and just knew it was on a mission. I began screaming and kicking at the door. My uncle throughout this ordeal was trying to open the door but couldn't. I could hear my grandpa scolding him for locking me in and was trying to open it as well but struggled. Finally, the door opened at the right moment and I ran out of the room and into my backyard and cried my eyes out. I explained to my grandpa what I saw, but he was very skeptical and assumed my uncle scared me into believing such a thing was true. The whole ordeal probably lasted 10 minutes, but it felt like a lifetime. It honestly has created a phobia for me to be in a dark room for too long. I still remember this so vividly, and it was very impactful. I never wanted to be in that room again. I avoided it at all costs. We eventually moved out of the home, and it was such a relief. But that thing still haunts me in my thoughts and nightmares. I often wonder what would have happened had I been in there for a minute longer. I want to rationalize it so bad, but the fear it instilled in me was very real and very traumatizing. I wish this on no one. L listen here. I don't like that. I will have certain reactions to certain stories. If I cure them, I'll feel a certain type of way. A lot of times I'll get chills. And chills for me doesn't normally mean that something's just scary. A lot of times it just means that presence was very tangible. With this, I got really strong chills to the point that actually when I was saying this, I had to pause for a second. And I don't like that. I don't like that it was so freaking tangible. And every time actually I think about it and try to like picture it in my mind, I get those chills again. I am so sorry you had this happen to you. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you so much for sharing both parts of your story. Like I said earlier, I do think that the Shadow Man and this thing were two very separate entities. I also think that this entity is probably why her grandmother spent so much time blessing the home, because if I saw this shit too, I would be blessing it every damn day. <laughs> um, no, like that's that's horrible. And I'm really sorry that you went through that. And I'm I'm happy that you moved out of the home. I hope that that energy has dissipated over time and isn't now causing somebody else havoc or wreaking havoc on someone else. And if it is, that they do get a cleansing done on the home. And actually not just on the home, but on themselves as well. It sounds like that's the sort of entity that has enough ability to not only affect a home, 
but attach itself to somebody if it really chooses to. So the next story is by Cargan2016. Both of these are a little shorter. The first one says, The other day my fiancé and I were coming home from walking our dogs at night. As we were walking up to come home and approaching the gate of our house, we could see through the window of our home and witness a shadow pass by the window. The strange thing is there is a dresser there. That person would have had to go behind it, which is a space of only about one and a half inches to walk, as the shadow blocked out the outline of the dresser. There was also no one inside the house and nowhere for a person to hide unless they can fit inside a three-foot vase as the closets are full of boxes and the doors to the attic and crawl spaces are blocked by tables. Then they also gave an update. Just a few seconds ago, something was scratching at the front door. I thought it was one of my dogs wanting to get in or out. I started to get up to get the door for them until I realized they were both next to me hugging my feet. I'm actually not going to say anything about this part because the other story that they have is also in reference to experiences they've had in the house. This other story says, This morning I was just relaxing at home alone, having taken my fiancé to work an hour earlier. I was just online on my computer going through random game-related posts when every alarm we have went off. The smoke alarms, alarms on both cars, both mine and my fiancé's cell phones, and my watch that I have not worn or used in years. They all went off at the same time. The only thing that had an alarm actively set to go off was the watch, but the time it was set for was two hours before the current time. It really creeped me out, as I can't think of anything that would have caused all of the alarms to go off. What made it even stranger was the upstairs smoke detector did not have a battery in it yet, and even it was going off. My fiancé had also come upstairs the night before last because the AC was off most of the day. And so the house was really hot, but the couch upstairs had an air vent blowing straight onto it. While up there, she told me that a few times she heard the closet door creak and a voice saying hey. I had also occasionally heard the door before, but had not said anything to her about it. So it sounds like your house is haunted. I'm not sure if you're doing something in the house, or doing some sort of construction, or fixing up the house. I only say that based on like some of the things you said, like the boxes and use tables blocking certain things. It sort of sounds like you guys just moved in. What I would say is that as it sounds like something's clearly there and that it clearly wants your attention, I would just be really careful. Just, you know, be mindful of how you're feeling. If you find that you are getting angry a lot over the smallest things, you're frustrated over the smallest things, then you will need something to cleanse the house. Right now, it sounds like the ghost just wants your attention. But my only concern is I'm not sure why it wants your attention. Sometimes they just want attention so someone knows that they're there. But if they're saying hey or they're scratching at the door to get inside your house, that doesn't really sound like the same entity. It sounds like they're basically kind of trying to throw a party in your house. And because I know that you have several other stories, which I haven't read yet, I would just say, you know, be really mindful about how you're feeling. Be very mindful about your space. If you find things disappearing, stuff like that, you know, you could, it, it sounds like a ghost. It doesn't sound like anything that's harmful. So you could just say like, hey, I hear you. I know that you want attention and I get that, but please don't mess with my stuff. You know, we, we're, we're cohabitating here. I respect that this is the space that you wish to cohabitate in, but this is also space that I'm cohabitating in. So, you know, please, you know, let's just be respectful and see how that works. But I always caution people with that and caution people with basically saying like, hey, yeah, we can cohabitate because 
you want to make sure that you're not inviting the ghost to, to mess with you more. And also that if you don't really know what it's doing or what it what its intentions are or how it's making you feel, if you do accidentally like word that incorrectly, then now you've invited the ghost to stay and keep screwing with you. So I would say use your best judgment. Really pay attention to how you're feeling, what's going on. If it just seems like a weird friendly ghost or a weird ghost that wants attention. Also, if you can get any history on the house, like if you did really just move in or you're working on it, you know, um, just ask your neighbors, maybe see if they know who lived there before or if anything's ever happened in the house. This is actually also a really good time to bring up. There are certain states where this is actually done mandatorily. However, you are allowed to ask your realtor if a murder has occurred or if a paranormal experience has ever occurred. Now, here's the thing. Your realtor will not tell you automatically unless they're in a state where that is a law and you still have to ask because there, there is a law where they do have to disclose that information. But if you don't ask, they don't have to disclose it. They can act like they didn't know. So that's always a really good thing to do. Try and look up like real estate paranormal experience laws or stuff like that. I know it sounds like a weird Google search to do, but um, it, it will work. That's actually how I found out about it because I didn't know. It tends to be more states that are up north, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Ohio, etc. But I don't know if that law has passed on to other places, but that is something that you can ask. Just, you know, especially if you're planning to renovate a home, make sure you ask that question because ghosts don't like when you touch things that they feel are theirs to begin with. And so if you're busting down walls, a lot of the time that'll really set them off. That'll, that'll really like upset them because like to them, that's still their space. And the last story that we have is by Noah Gel, And this one is my grandmother's reincarnation. So you guys don't think I'm lying about all of this. Here's a little backstory. My grandmother, we called her Weetha, had a dangerous skin condition in her legs, which then had to be amputated to save the rest of her body. But it was too late and she passed. Before she died, she always said when she died, she will become a yellow stingray and let me feel her. Last week, I was scuba diving in Belize and had a random yellow stingray come up to me and started trying to get under my hand to make me touch it. I don't know if this is normal for them to do that, and I'm not sure if it was my grandmother or not, but all I know is that I will cherish this moment for the rest of my life. I do think it was your grandmother. Every time I read this story, which I think this is now like the third or fourth time, it makes me smile. Like, it just makes me smile, and it makes me feel, like, really happy and warm and, like, a lot of love. And so I do feel like your grandmother was just saying, hey, I kept my promise. You know, I miss you, and, and that's it. And just like this person said, I don't know if stingrays like you to touch them or rub them or stuff like that, but why question that? If she said she was going to do that, and randomly on this trip, this happens to you, like, just let that be it. I mean, it's the same thing with spirit animals. If something feels important to you something really grabs a hold of your attention and even if it seems like it should just be normal and you're kind of like well that's kind of weird that I'm letting this happen or letting it take so much of my attention it's probably nothing no don't feel that way if it sticks with you 
it's sticking with you for a reason. So just let that be it, and that's okay. Those are all the stories I have to read for you guys today. Thank you to everybody who let me read their story. We do have a review, a new one. I actually think I know who this is, but I'm I'm not sure. The title is The Best, five stars. Melissa is so amazing. She really cares about her subject matter and does a great job of covering all different types of paranormal. I felt every emotion possible while listen, listening. Do yourself a favor and listen. <laughs> and this is by Shell B95. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That last little part about every emotion possible while listening makes me like chuckle over here in my corner. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. You know, guys, if you want to support the podcast, the easiest way is just to subscribe, tell your friends and your family, and write a review. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody for listening to the episode. Let's talk about what I learned this week. I've been doing a bunch of different stuff. I've been doing past life regression. I've got a new spirit animal. I've been doing research and reading on spiritual guidance, ways to kind of increase my spiritual guidance ability things like that. So I've been looking at a bunch of different things and learning a lot. But (laughs) there's this one thing I want to talk to you guys about. You need to stop blocking your blessings. I pulled an oracle card reading this week, actually on the full moon. And literally two out of the three cards basically were like, hey, everybody. Hey, 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 everybody in this room right now, I need you to know you are blocking your blessings. And I was like, that's got a good point. I mean, how many times do you sit there and you're like, you would love to do this thing, but you feel like you can't. You feel like you're not good enough. You feel like, you know, somebody else has done it. You feel like anybody else could do it. So it's not special. You give so much power to this item that you forget about your whole worth. And it's like, no, you are worth more than that. You are worth this entire planet. You hold the whole planet inside of you. Like, let's forget about spirituality here. Let's forget about everything. Like, just let's, let's like throw that all out of the window here for a moment. You are a human being with life, with a beating heart, with a brain who thinks differently than any other person on this planet, any other person in this universe. There can never be another you ever. It is the same thing with the person next to you. It is the same thing with every single person in this universe. You are the only person who can be you. So stop looking at something and putting it up on a high horse and putting yourself down below like the deepest depths of the ground and acting like this thing can walk all over you. It can't. You mean so much more than that. So do not block your blessings. Don't do it. You You matter more than that. So don't. Don't take that worth away from you. With that being said, please take care of yourselves and be safe. Have a good day. Have a good night. I adore the crap out of each and every single one of you. So love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye. (laughs) 